episode 17, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. We're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Russell Verhey. Russell Verhey is on a mission to build leaders. Leaders who have committed their lives for redemptive purposes. As a coach and author, his passion is to move leaders from inspiration to impact in their area of influence. He graduated with the Bachelor's of Arts in Entrepreneurship from Kennesaw State University and has a master's degree in leadership development from Denver Seminary. He's run his own business, been part of R12 Invested Business Roundtables, and invested in the lives of CEOs through his work as a coach and chair of Convene in Colorado Springs. He now runs The Advance, an organization he founded a few years ago to meet the expanding leadership development needs and team challenges of his leadership clients. The most important thing to him is faith and family. He says God is the source of everything good in his life. He and his wife, Carrie, have been married for 23 years, and they have four children. It's challenging sometimes to start a conversation with someone as a conversationalist. If you're like me, you probably get caught up thinking about what you're going to say next while the other person bears their soul out to you. It's also tempting to think you have to turn every conversation into something life-changing. In this chapter, Russell breaks down his five levels of significant conversations. Each level, from the casual all the way to the catalytic, can be life-changing if you know how to make the most of it. It's very intimidating to try to approach somebody and to think, okay, in this conversation, I've got to change their life. What is the question that I'm going to ask that's going to change their life right now? And you sort of break it down in the book, and you're like, no, 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 that's, you don't have to go there right away, and, and because you have five levels of significant conversation. <laughs> and so could you walk us through real quick what the five levels are and, and sort of how they help us slowly progress? And I'll lay them out for you in case you don't have them right in front of you, but they're casual, contextual, conceptual, considerable, and catalytic. And of course, we all want to get to the catalytic. The, those are those life-changing moments when those things are happening. But you, you even say, you know, it's, it's not bad or wrong to have casual conversations. They're, they're a natural part of the process. And so help us understand those and walk through them with us real quickly, if you would. Yeah, I appreciate um, the opportunity to look at that. Uh, and really, more than the levels of conversation, it's really more about having a healthy discernment of where am I at in this relationship? What's going on? Let, let me just have an honest evaluation of the, the connection that I feel with this person and are we even at a place where we can go to another level? I, I mean, I, I perhaps desire that, but that may, may not be realistic. And this is uh, just even in what you're describing is, is something I want to speak to because uh, th this perhaps is the greatest pain point in relationships. And this pain point, this may be the pay dirt for whoever you know is listening to this, but where, where we step out and like, okay, I'm going to try again. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to respond to this podcast and I'm going to go meet with this person 
And then all of a sudden we get together and then there's just this, man, we just didn't connect. There's this disconnect. And part of that is having a healthy discernment of where are we in this relationship? And my desire is to go to another level um, because, you know, I desire that in friendship and trust, but perhaps they're just not in a place where they're ready to go there. So in terms of even just casual and being able to look at that and, you know, identifying this is where we're at today. And, and if that's just for this month or, you know, this season, it's really okay. And I'm okay with that. Um, when you move to the next level of context, the context is, is where we have the opportunity to perhaps enter into their world. Because without context, uh, you can ask all the questions in the world and you have no idea the bearing of where that, like, wow, okay, you know, uh, my dog just died. Whoa, whoa, I had no idea. And all of a sudden the conversation changes because, well, tell me about that. Well, he was, you know, he was 14 years old and we've had him and his family. I mean, it's like immediately we move into context. And so context questions are so significant around um, what's happening in their world. I just got a promotion. I just got passed over for a promotion. Whoa, you know, um, I had to cancel that vacation. And so when you hit context questions, it allows you to enter into the reality of whatever they're facing. And, and so the, the context, once you have that, then it allows you to just, um, just enter in and just hold that space with those people. Um, the conceptual, that's our third level. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> the conceptual is uh, perhaps where I enjoy um, moving the questions and the dialogue. Okay. I, I recognize you're in some level of pain or there's some weight to what we're talking about here. But perhaps, um, what would it look like if you you got you you survived this and you got through to next summer? Talk to me about that. What would that even look like? Now, now all of a sudden, we just opened up the canvas and we started this conceptual of what could be. Oh, I could get a puppy. Whoa. And all of a sudden you, you see, what, yeah. <laughs> you know, where, I mean, I don't mean to be trivial about it. It's just, no, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a 14 year old golden retriever, so we just, you know, got a lot of puppy love. So in that, in that way of, you know, my, my, my kids are graduating, you know, from high school and they're leaving for college and I don't know what that's going to look like. And nah, 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 nah. I mean, and so, you start moving into what could it look like? What could the relationship look like? And, and so that's where, you know, the conceptual moves to. Is this also the part where you would be sharing your hopes and fears and anxieties and things like that as well? Yeah, you really do move uh, to that place. And that's where, um, as I was able to craft. And that was really part of the joy of whenever anyone takes time to say, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this concept and start writing about it. But that was a very helpful discovery for me that I, I did not have really until 
I started writing about it and really working on these concepts because like what is happening here when you move um, to this place of talking about your dreams and I, um, I captured this idea a number of years ago that the most intimate form of communication you can have is when you're at, at a place talking about your fears and your dreams. And, and, and you know you're in a sacred place in a relationship. And, and to be able to just make sure you honor that space of like, wow, th this, this is really significant. Certainly that you shared this with me, but even the fact that you've spoken this out this is really important, and we want to make sure that we honor this. And 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 so uh, the interesting irony in that conversation, and we're taking a lot of depth here on this, is when we move to this conceptual idea of what could be, it's amazing how even in conversations we can get tripped up really quickly. I mean, in a in a in a whisper. We can move from dreams, and in a whisper, we immediately jump to our fears. Another way of looking at it, and, and I hold this as the tension in conversations. One moment we're talking about our hopes, and in a whisper, I mean, in a nanosecond soundbite, we're moving to a place of heartache. And it's this space that it, we are just supposed to honor this space and just listen and be present. And that is not our responsibility to fix that or to solve that. It's just, this is a place of deep care and really honoring the relationship and honoring where this person's discovery process as they're walking through some of these things. And so if, if I was to bring this into, um, you know, perhaps a, a biblical or, you know, a, a spiritual formation concept, I, I would put this in this in this realm of soul care. There is a, a deep breathing that takes place. And you're, you're in a space where there is just deep breathing. And as we know, just physiologically, when you breathe deeply, you're just bringing oxygen into places that, you know, it fires up cells, it brings health, to where perhaps some of those places lie dormant. And when you are in a relationship, friendship, where you can have that level of exchange, you're, it is life-giving to be in a place where some of those ideas perhaps are being articulated in a way that have never been shared or even thought through before. And, and so, we're, we're only on step three of five, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, th this is, and, and for most, some people, even this idea can scare the life out of them. Um, and, and I, I want to capture this. If I could just put a pause on this discovery process, this five steps and, I'm, and, and, um, this might take place over, you know, months, it might take place over years. It's just what I've observed in um, healthy relationships. And I want to capture for our listeners, someone who might be really listening into this going, I really have no idea what this looks like or what this feels like or how to even enter in, but I, I, I desire this. And I want to capture this going back to where we started with the mentors 
You don't read a book to experience this. You don't go take a seminar. You don't have a conference. This is something that it is more caught than taught. It is something that is, um, it is modeled for you. And so for you to go step into a relationship where like, I don't know what it is about this person, but something's different because I'm experiencing a level of depth and engagement that I've just never experienced before. And this is what we're talking about. So part of it, this is my sincere encouragement for your listeners. If there's something in this that is just like, I want this. This is your opportunity to tap into the people that you have trust relationships with. And this is, you know, for mentors or someone who says, I just don't have a mentor. I don't have these kinds of relationships. Let's just do a hard stop in those ideas. And, And let me just encourage you. The likelihood is you have some folks in your life that with a little bit of intentionality and a little bit of investment of time, you can tap into perhaps uh, an equity of relationships that um, just needs to be tapped into and and take the next step. And you may find uh, some some riches there. So and people are more open to that than we think. Like we're always afraid to reach out or take that initial step because we're afraid of rejection. They're but, just as hungry. But they're just as hungry. And and like you were talking about like uh the example you used earlier with like a a, a lawn business. You know, you might think well the, he he would never talk to me because I'm a competitor. But even in situations like that it seems like people are so hungry to give and to connect that the majority of people are are very open and willing to have those conversations and to impart knowledge and and to try to connect with people and and you know go through the five levels like we're talking about. I mean, you can't jump all the way to the end at at, at first, but um, I, I think what you're saying is is right on that those relationships and those opportunities are all around us if we would develop the mindset and the eyes to see them and then really the courage to go ahead and and engage with them. Um, so yeah. Okay. So there's step three, <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick then, cause I know our time is getting away from us. Let's walk through considerable and catalytic. Yeah. Considerable goes back to that, uh, principle or the biblical idea that we touched on earlier in terms of let us consider how to spur one another on. And so considerable really starts leaning into what are those questions that I can really begin to perhaps even craft um, leaning into where this person is really at. And, and that, um, especially for our introverts who are listening, you might find more liberty or, or more confidence in this process by thinking, journaling, writing down, praying about what are those questions that really might um, be meaningful the next time we meet. And I've got all the way as practical as suggesting, hey, I'm really looking forward to our time. I'll send a text out. And there's a couple of things that I just want to cover at our lunch. And I, I, I might even fire off one or two questions just to build some anticipation that, that I'm looking forward to this in a way that introverts and extroverts isn't about whether I like people or not. That's, that's a bad interpretation 
of that. It's really more about how I'm energized by people. And actually, in some ways, introverts are more engaged in this process because they live out of a place of sincerity. And so deep relationships with a few, that is life giving to them. And so thank this you for problem, saying that. Yes. <laughs> as, right. both, as two introverts, we really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> introverts can get a bad rap in that way. And, and so that considerable process is something that can allow you to lean into perhaps more reflectively. So when you get to that place, um, you can then, um, um, you know, have a meaningful dialogue that, that just starts um, getting some clarity around the important issues there. So catalytic is, um, it is the jump to let us consider how to spur one another on. So I didn't forget that because my wiring is more in the spurring. <laughs> like, okay, can we just shut up now? Let's get on and do something. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that in me that always, you know, I mean, let's, let's, let's please go do something with this, you know, let's take some action. And that catalytic really is, is more um, than just a conference. <laughs> it's catalytic is, where something, the inception of an idea is, I just can't help myself, I've got to take some action on this. So the response is there is an action as a result of this conversation. And so that's where we pick up courage, that's where we pick up motivation, and really about, man, I, I wanna walk with you to see something become a, a, a reality in this. So it's moving, so the language that walk, that's used in the book is moving from private reflections to a public reality. And that is really where the life-defining concept, it, it, it becomes. We're exploring um, questions that perhaps have a life-defining implication that moves from private reflection. And as you begin living that out among a few trusted friends, it, it can truly have life-defining implications. The example last night, I'm on a nonprofit board of directors and we're with this leader and we're going through just some very important discovery and, and, and um, right on the edge of some commitments. And that, that led to a catalytic moment of like, are you going to do this or not? And it was, I've got to do this, but I need your help. And that, that really captures the catalytic moment to where we're going to meet again as a board in three months, and you're going to see some movement on these commitments moving forward. And it came all together with a board rallying around this leader saying, yes, let's move forward with it. And so, you know, the flow of the five that we've talked about, you can even find traces of the flow of these five casual connects all the way to a catalytic moment in, in a several hour board meeting. So again, what we're, we're, not, we're not trying to overdefine relationships or even conversations, coming back to people having a sense of awareness of where am I? I desire something to change. Therefore, it's catalytic. I need help to get there. Um, and, and so how do I enter into relationships and where am I in this process um, with the folks who are already in my life? Knowing that there are five levels of conversation helps us navigate our relationships with others. 
If we haven't been given the permission to go deeper with someone, serve them by becoming a good, casual conversationalist. In time, as you get to know each other, they will grant you the permission necessary to go deeper into the five levels. And that's why I recommend checking out Russell's book, The Conversationalist, because he goes into a lot more detail about what it takes to get good at serving others through conversation. And so we're giving away two free copies of the book. We want you to be able to go through this book with a friend and practice the lessons Russell teaches. So if you want to enter to win two free copies of The Conversationalist, click on the link in the show notes or head on over to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com slash pages slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Russell and his work, check out theadvance.net or go to buildingstrongleaders.com. There you can pick up a copy of his book, The Conversationalist, and even sign up for a course on building these life-defining relationships. If you want to stay up to date on everything that's happening with Daily Growth Discipleship, you can go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free, or sign up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.